Come with us on a journey to a place where the stakes are high. The chips are flying and the helm youths are fill. That's what's going to happen today on The Breakdown. We're going to be talking about high-stakes poker back in the year 1904 or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Phil Hummuth's going to get embroiled in a pot with some other legends of poker. We're going to break it all down for you on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. That may have been your best one. Oh, yeah? May have been your best opening. You like the Helmuths are Phil? That was my favorite part. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. That was that was quality. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Hey, guess who suggested this hand? Just out, off the top of your head, you got a guess? Tim Frazier. Tim Frazier it did not. Okay. That was my guess. It's uh, it's Brian with a Y. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the rest of you need to pick it up. Brian with the Y is crushing it every time, folks. I feel like he deserves something, but I don't actually want to go through the effort of giving him something. Ryan, you know? you're, you're getting close to being sort of an assistant producer on the show. <laughs> you're like Just an, letting you know that. You're an unpaid intern <laughs> who yeah. finds hands. So we're pretty down with that. Yeah, thank you for all your work. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is, I don't know, season two or three, maybe four of High Stakes Poker. No later than four. Uh, they were playing 400, 800. I know season one, I think, was 3-6. I'm pretty sure it's season two because Antonio is uh, still kind of a noob. With some of the stuff wearing, in terms of like the stakes, his bright colored shirt. He's super skinny. You know, he's just not there yet. He's, he's not, not there. fully formed, Antonio. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have that wide receiver body yet that he needs for <laughs> NFL yeah, readiness. He's, he's you know? inchoate. Yeah, inchoate. Good word. Thanks. Good word. Prenatal, perhaps. Nascent. That, there you go. Yeah. All right. Nice go, try. Posthumous. Don't play with me. <laughs> let's, let's go. All right. Um, yeah, so this is a this is an interesting and weird hand. Phil Hummuth does some weird Phil Hummuth things in it, which always shocking, which always makes things fun. Barry Greenstein makes some decisions that are a bit strange as well. Everyone makes strange. Freddie Deeb's kind of an annoying old man. Uh, there is one street where I don't understand what anyone did at any point, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, why don't we just dive right into it? Huh? Let's do it. All right, so. Uh, we got we got the old high stakes poker crew there. It's all the guys, you know. You got the grind who is Fondiari Helmuth, AJ Benza, AJ Benza, the man, the myth, the legend, yeah, as they call him. Uh, he did uh, he did season one or season two was it of the Super High Roller Bowl? Season one, yeah, with uh, Nick Shulman, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was perfectly fine. He's fine as a play by play guy. I think I got rid of him for Ali Najad, which is probably a, an upgrade. It's yeah. fair since yeah. AJ Benza, I think knows nothing at all about poker. It's probably the right move. Right. Uh, we were talking. I don't know, a week ago or so, we were talking about all the Poker Go stuff and, and commentary and all that, this type of stuff, and we kind of realized that our Poker Dream Team, if there's going to be a booth, would be uh, Hardigan and Stapes, but add Nick Shulman in yeah. there. Yeah. That would be great. That seems perfect. Yeah. I, Why I don't they do that? Yeah. I don't understand. Somebody do that. Put Hardigan, Stapes, and Shulman in the booth together. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, Hardigan's the GOAT uh, play-by-play guy, right? Yeah, for sure. And Stapes is probably the goat color guy. Yeah. But he doesn't have the poker chops, really, and Shulman does. And Shulman is still a little bit funny, too. It seems perfect. And I think Shulman could play off of Stapes' high energy pretty well. You know, it could be fun. Stapes then also wouldn't have to pretend he, like, knows things because Jimmy... Uh, Fricky. Fricky gave him, like, notes about what to say about a particular yeah. hand, which, you know, often works, but sometimes doesn't also, yeah. you know. And, and instead, he could, like, let Nick do all that, and, and Stapes could be just talking about the jokes and the fun and, like... They could all have very defined roles. I think it is an incredible thing, and it would they be need great. to do that. It would actually be even better uh, for live than for produced episodes, because live is where Stapes' lack of knowledge really comes out. Yeah, like that's he, right. He says stuff, and it's like, oh, 
I see he was getting fed information for the Purdue stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's totally right. Yeah, yeah. Where, where Nick will be all over that, of course. Right. So that's that would be the the thing. Well, anyway, commentating on the hand that we're going to talk about today is Gabe Kaplan, who's one. He's one of my favorites. He is pretty yeah. solid. I have to say, he's yeah. pretty darn good. I like him. He's yeah. He's got some good jokes too. He's funny and yeah. good and makes reasonable. Says reasonable, you know, analysis type stuff. Remember when he sat in high stakes poker? Of course and he I played do. Like five hands, and he he would he bluffed Mike Mattis. He out? got Mike Mattis. I think to fold two kings. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Anyway, he's not playing this one. Phil Helmuth is, and he's under the gun. Yeah, four hundred, eight hundred cash game. Uh, everybody's really deep except for Barry Greenstein. I'm going to tell you his stack when we get to him. Uh, so Helmuth has King Queen of Hearts raises to twenty four hundred under the gun. I like this decision from Phil. Yep. It's a very reasonable decision. So far, so good. Now, I guess we're going to argue a little bit about the next decision, but who cares, really, is the answer. Yeah, um, but let's take, we'll argue for like one minute tops, okay? Freddie Deeb is on the button with Queen of Spades, Ten of Hearts, Queen Ten Off, and decides to flat Helmuth's under the gun raise. Yeah. And I don't like it, and you're fine with it. Correct. Um, to me, the reasons to be fine with it, I mean, look, the downsides, of course, are this is not a great hand, and it's a trouble hand in all the ways it's a trouble hand. The good things about it are, one, we're on the button, two, it's Phil. So he does like he makes weird decisions and plays suboptimally a lot. If we think we're way better than him, it's cheap. And we three, think- we're probably deep when when you're taking us and Phil's effective stack into play. You think Freddie Deeb is way better than Phil Helmuth? I think Freddie Deeb thinks he's way better than Phil that, Helmuth anyway. That may be, but I mean, at the same point, this is a little bit different. Where like uh, usually. You're a slightly more mathy game theory guy, and I'm yeah. slightly more exploitative guy. You're talking about all the exploitative reasons. My reason is simply Phil's under-the-gun range has our hand destroyed. I mean, that's a really fair point. I yeah. guess I think about it, though, like if we're playing a tournament, and it's the first hand of a tournament, and we all have 700 blinds, and someone opens under the gun, and I've got queen 10 off on the button, and it costs me two blinds to call or two and a half blinds to call, I should call, right? I understand that it's a trouble hand and, and stuff, but I can make, I can certainly make the best hand, and... You know, sometimes want a really big pot and things, right? Like, why wouldn't I call with that hand? Because you have other opportunities when you're on the button and under the gun opens where you have far better calling hands. This shouldn't be one of those hands, in my uh, opinion. Well, if you have seven, if you're 700 blinds deep, you don't think it should be one there of the hands? Also not 700 blinds deep. That's not my point. I'm saying I'm using my, in my example, though, right. if you are, like, you don't think it should be one of your hands? Who's the opponent? I mean, if it's a complete noob, fine. Phil if you think f- you're better than your opponent? Maybe. Phil Hummuth probably is the worst player at the table, right? For cash games, probably. Yeah. So, okay. So, Freddie Deep's like, I'm better. I, I have know. position. Maybe and Bob we're both Safai. really deep. What? Maybe, maybe Bob Safai is there or somebody like that. Oh, yeah. You know, one someone like that probably yeah. is. Okay, fine. But beyond that, the doctor guy from yeah. season one of High Stakes Poker. Right. Uh, I think it's fine. But again, let's not spend any more time on yeah, it. Because ultimately, it's not a big deal. Anyway, you should probably listen to me. Um, so, <laughs> Queen 10 off. Freddie Deep decides to call on the button. Whatever. It happened. Barry Green says in the big blind, and I mentioned he was going to have the shortest stack. I guess he didn't bring a second bullet because he's got 58K in front of him, and it's 100K minimum buy-in game. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just calling Like it. he should have topped up by now? Yeah. Like, what the hell, Barry? Also, if you're going to play hands where you call raises like this, you know, the 10 eights of the world, you got to be, not that you have to be deeper than this, but why wouldn't you want to be as deep as possible with a hand like 10 He does have 10 eight, by the way. 10 eight off. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He's got 10 eight and off. And he does call, and I think that... That decision makes a ton of sense. I'm fine with it, but I love it to have 100K in front of us instead of 58K. That's all. Right. You know, I think I can... I probably know what's going on here. You have told me before, Jonathan, that like you've heard or, or read something from Barry Greenstein where he said, yeah, I make my money by playing against bad players. I don't want to play against good lineups. Right. And he's probably on these televised shows just to up his profile and you know, hopefully make more money, become a full tilt pro or something. You know, That was really valuable back in the day. I think he was one, but go on. Yeah. Well, he might not have been when he was on this game. True. 
Right. So he's like, I'm going with one bullet and I'm not going to buy in again. I'm not here to like try to beat the best players in the world. I'm here just to sit here and like maybe I'll make a hand or two. I mean, maybe I kind of think, though, that he did play in all the big games all the time. Like he did play like in the biggest games in the world that just as usually they had a bunch of fish in them. Right. And this one, this one, they have one fish. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why he decided not to put I more money. I don't. I think. I think this is probably very untrue. Didn't he play basically every season of high stakes poker all the way through? Yeah. Like he never. Like we saw lots of guys. Like Jason Mercier came in, played twelve hands, and left forever. And there was that one episode where like him and like three other guys busted Darryl Maneri, some some other guy, um, and they just that was it. They they were all in one bullet. But Barry Greenstein's never on one bullet. Well, maybe he was in like a down period of his his cash richness at this moment. <laughs> okay, I mean we can make up lots of reasons, but it could just be that he was too lazy to reach into his pocket or didn't think much about it too. That's also a thing that could be true. But anyway, let's it doesn't move on. matter. Whatever the reason, Barry Greenstein's got fifty eight k in front of him, so he's got less, significantly less than a hundred bigs in a cash game, which just seems like a big mistake. Agreed. Yeah, shouldn't do that. It's like a. Guy who comes in short buys the one two game for forty bucks. Like, what are you doing, bud? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, here? I mean, you got seventy five blinds. That's fine, but let's have more. Yeah, let's have the full hundred. Right. Anyway, he's got ten eight off. He calls from from the big blind. The pot is ten thousand one hundred U.S. dollars. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin didn't exist yet, did it? So no. can't can't convert that to Bitcoin. It's not allowed. Um, let's talk about Bitcoin a little bit though, and uh, a place where Bitcoin is used for transactions. That would um, be Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. <laughs> wow, that was that was an interesting transition. I've, you know, I I nailed the opening. The segue to yeah. the Nitrogen section is not as good. That's okay. You know, yeah. you're right. So Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is, of course, an online poker room. If you use the link in the description when you sign up, the link in the description of this podcast in particular, you get access to really cool stuff, including Poker Guys free rolls, Poker Guys sit and goes. Other unnamed stuff in the future. Yep. Nitrogen's always cooking up new stuff for our, it's for true. our people. It's true. Yeah. Um, it's great, too. As Grant was saying, it's a Bitcoin-only site. The reason why that's cool is you get lightning-fast deposits and withdrawals. You get your money in there fast, and you get your money out of there fast. And fast means like 15 minutes, not like days, weeks, and years. Just today, had a withdrawal from Nitrogen, and it took, I think it was like 11 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I was like kind of on the high end for what I'm used yeah, to. You yeah, went, Grant went over and checked. He's like, oh, it's not there yet. And yeah. it's like it's been six minutes. Like, yeah. Go ahead and wait another five. It's fine. <laughs> you know? and, then it, and then it was there. That's a wonderful world to be living in. When you're withdrawing from an online poker site, and you're upset because it took more than 10 minutes hey, that's a great world to live in another cool thing about nitrogen is they have now halved their max rake that is so, sweet yeah so it's the rake is less than it used to be it's more reasons to play in the cash games than even before we like the software too cash game grinders get on there man yeah get they're you. also starting up a uh, an nfl survivor uh pool thing on there which i'm definitely going to play i don't know yeah. about you jonathan's a a legend in the nfl survivor pools <laughs> and nitrogen's going to have like one of the biggest ones in the industry right that's what he said yeah, yeah. there's so a that, lot of money to be won so i'm hoping to get in there and win it but you guys are all welcome to join you know how survivor works right you pick one team each week can't take that team again and if your team ever loses you're out but if your team doesn't lose you win all the money right yeah actually actually a great time to get on nitrogen if you're a football fan because yeah. they have all sorts of nfl bets you can make including the survivor pool thing mm -hmm. so you can get on there with the link play the poker but also go ahead and do all your sports betting but you got to use the link in the description you have to or else we will find you yeah, we'll we know. find you, and, we know. and then we'll probably be like, "Hey, what's up? Why didn't you use the yeah. link?" Do you want? Do you want? Here's some. Here, sorry, here's a here's a gift for you because we found you and creeped you out a little bit. Here's, yeah, sorry about here's that. Here's some licorice. Sorry that we went through all the trouble and found <laughs> you here in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, wanted to confront you, but now we feel weird about it. Yeah, 
That's how it would Because it got real. That's how it would it go. It got real. That's how it would go. All right, so back to the hand. Okay. Uh, we got 10,100 in the pot going to the flop. We have queen 10 off for deep on the button. Helmuth opened under the gun with king queen of hearts. Green sign defended with his short stack out of the big blind with 10 8 offsuit. Right. The flop is queen of diamonds. Good for Phil and deep, but yeah. not really for deep because of all the reasons. Wait for a 10. Not what? Wait, Wait for, for a 10 when he hits a 10. It's not coming. It's not coming. It's coming another eight and another eight. So. We could still wait for a 10. <laughs> we could wait for a 10, but that means Greenstein flop trips, and both of his opponents flop top pair. That's pretty good. Greenstein should make a lot of money in this hand. Yeah, he this should. a good opportunity here. Obviously, this is a great opportunity. So yeah. something kind of strange happens on the flop. It checks through. I don't understand. All right, so it's not necessarily standard for Greenstein to bet here, but I no. kind of would like to see him bet in a three-way pot. Um, betting is pretty cool here. I think you're right. That would be pretty sweet. Anyone who's got a queen is going to feel kind of handcuffed to the pot. Right, like, and, a lot really of, and a lot of times his opponents won't believe him. Right, like, yeah. I mean, if someone's got two, two eights or something, not two eights, sorry, two, two sevens, they may just fold. Right. But they might fold. It's hard to get it's action hard two to get sevens any, anyway. Anything out of that anyway, yeah. Um, it's okay to check once, I guess, but it's really fine to bet on a board like this when it's often going to check through. Yeah. Because as we see, even when guys have something they're checking... Because Barry can have trip eights. Right. I think it's part of it, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to be a little scared if you have aces in your fill. Like, Barry can easily have trip eights. I mean, you're allowed to bet. You're right, allowed to bet Phil's hand. You're allowed to bet um, aces, but you're probably going to put in one street of action in, on the flop and turn, right? You're probably not going to bet twice very often. Well, you can't expect to get called by a bad queen a bunch of times anyway, so there's not really much value in it. Um, yeah, on this board, it's a dry board. Yeah. In terms of uh, flushes, anyway. Right. Like, Jack 10 can call you only once, though. Yeah. Yeah. And they're only going to call you again if they have you beat. Right. I guess they could turn. Yeah, that's right. They could turn another draw. If they turn a, like if they have a backdoor flush draw, they could turn that yeah. and call you again. But that's okay. Fine. There's, that's pretty unlikely. Right. So yeah. that's a good reason for Barry to bet, to just to ensure that a bet goes in on this flop. Agreed. And Agreed. it's not as weird to donk in a three-way pot as in a heads-up pot. Also in a pot where um, that's the kind of thing he might rep as well. Yeah. This is, though, a long time ago in poker, and people were not donking very much, like, at all, ever. People still don't donk much, but they donk more now than they did then. Well, I think so. this was actually a time when donking got its name. It's like when it... But no one ever donked strong. No I one know, donked I know. That's, it got its name because it was horrible. Because oh, yeah. everybody right. did it horribly, incorrectly. Right. Yeah, like, someone's got, like, yeah, two tens, and they're like, I bet to find out where I am. Yeah, because, like, anything that hit the board beats my hand, so I right. might as well find out if that's true or not. So it is not, it's not unreasonable for Barry to check here. I think it really is okay, especially oh, yeah. against Phil's under-the-gun range, which is often going to bet here. Yeah. Well, I don't know how often, because Phil decides to check his king-queen here. That's near the top of his yeah, range. Yeah, it's true. Phil checking is an interesting decision um, in that I guess he's just thinking, like, I don't think he's at the point where he's like, well, this is the kind of board I'd, I would always check. I don't think we're there. I don't think anybody was thinking like exactly. that. Exactly. This is way too long ago. Yeah. But it could just be Barry and Freddie both could have trip eights. And I've got a hand that I, there's not too much I'm worried about coming on the turn. And ace is a bad card. There's that's only, about it. It's just an ace that's a bad card. Um, I guess nines, tens, and jacks are not great. You, as Phil, you might also be a little worried if you're thinking about it of if I bet, how many hands can really call me? There's not too much that can really call. So yeah. I don't hate this check at all by Phil. No, I agree. I think I like it. Um, under pairs are going to have to seriously consider folding, like sevens and lower. He'll probably get one street out of nines, tens, or jacks if that's what Deeb has. Agreed. But so what? Like, you're going to get that anyway later. Exactly. He might bet that himself, or he's going to call later. I think it's... And, you know, obviously the board could run out in such a way that you don't get money out of that. But I like I like this check from Phil. Of course, overall. he would get value from Deeb. Um, of course he would. Because Deeb has queen ten here. Yeah. 
And you he'd know, get value from everyone, including a guy who's got a better hand. He than would him. get reverse value from Barry Greenstein. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like a reverse mortgage. Don't do it. It's yeah. a scam. Yeah, yeah. You got to do it sometimes, though. Sometimes? Yeah. Once I mean, like, in a while. like when you don't care about your kids. I mean, if you don't care about your kids, it's a really good time. Yeah. That's do that. Good, good time do, to it do it then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so Homies Checks, and I think we both like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, now, Deep Checks as well. What do you think about this? This is a little different. It's a little different. I don't hate this either, though. I don't hate it either, but I think Phil has a lot of calls in his range once he checks, and Phil, a lot of those hands are worse than Queen 10. I agree with that. Um, but again, we're probably going to get value from a lot of those hands on the turn anyway as Freddie. Um, Barry can still have anything, and we we assume we're beating Phil almost always here. We have a little bit more to protect against his deep because kings are also bad for That's us. That's true, but we, are, but we also have the button, yeah. so we can guarantee bets go in on turn and river if we have any concern at all. Right? Yeah. So I don't hate this. I don't hate this. Yeah, okay. I actually kind of, I'm down with everyone's check, even though it seems weird. And boy, if anyone had just put some money in, the pot would be a lot bigger. Things would have been different. Everyone would be happy if money went in, although I think, they'd be wrong to be. I like Phil's check the best. I think Greenstein's a standard, but I would probably prefer a bet. And Deeb's is like 50-50 on me. That's- I mean, here's the thing. If Deeb, if you're the kind of guy as Deeb, sorry, if Deeb is the kind of guy, I should say, who often bets when checked to when he's on the button... Then he needs to bet here. Then he absolutely needs to bet. And in fact, when we called on the button against Phil and Barry's incredibly wide range in in the big blind, maybe that's a reason to bet. It's just to balance the times when we don't have it because I assume we're not going to have it a lot and we're probably going to bet some of those, right? Right. So that's a reason to bet. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what happens. They all check. Right. There's still 10,100 in the pot. The flop, again, was queen 8-8. It had one heart on it. Phil Hummuth notably has the king queen of hearts. Yeah. Uh, the turn is the deuce of hearts. So Phil now has a second enough flush draw to go with his top pair very good kicker. That's I mean, a good turn card for him. Phil's love and life so far. Yeah. Although he still wants to see what Barry's going to do because Barry could still have an eight for sure. Yeah, Barry I imagine didn't. if Barry leads now, Phil's just going to call. I would think so. Right. Um, but Barry doesn't lead, and I don't know if I like that. He decides to check again. Very odd. I think this is a bad play. Is it possible he thinks Phil is just always going to bet now once it checks through? Maybe, but... Would Phil bet ace-king here? No, he wouldn't. No, I don't We've think so. We've seen Phil go check, 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 check with ace-king. Yeah, and once we find out how much Phil does bet here, you'll realize there's not a ton of value in Phil betting every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think Barry needs to be betting here. He absolutely needs to. Like, Phil has showed on value for sure, right? Not for sure. The Phil book, absolutely can have ace-king here and then fold on the turn. That's, that's showed on value, though. But if he's going to fold... He might not fold if Barry bets. He's going to. Okay. 100% he's going to. He Come might. on. But but you're right. He does have showdown value. You're right. But it's not. But he's not. He doesn't have calling value. Right. So who cares if he has showdown value if he's not going to call? Okay. If you're Barry. Well, anybody could have picked up hearts. Also, yes. Like it's good to charge those as Barry. Also, now though we can get called by more Phil showdown value than we could have. And we let out on the flop. Phil is going to have a tough spot with two nines. Right. Now he's definitely going to call with two nines. Right. Barry could be betting two sevens on the turn here because it checked through on the flop and he's just protecting against everything. He could be doing a lot of things. He yeah. could also just be repping an eight. He doesn't have to have an eight at yeah. all. I think Barry absolutely should be betting here. I agree with you. Yeah. He decides to check and uh, he's just really praying that somebody puts some money in the pot. Yeah. He's like, let's go. So Phil does one of his Phil things now, one of his weird Phil Helmuth things that makes him so Phil Helmuthy. He bets $1,500. The pot's ten thousand one hundred. I mean, you could bet small and bet three thousand. That's a, still betting tiny. It's a cash game. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Three K is still tiny for yeah. a cash game, and uh, he bets so small because he's like, "Well, Barry doesn't have it." Look, Barry checked. It. Barry checked twice. Barry doesn't have it. I don't have to worry about him. And Freddie checked the flop, so Freddie doesn't have it. No one has anything. 
but I can't just I got to try and build a pot a little bit. That's what's going on. His but. turn bet in, in his turn bet in this four hundred eight hundred dollar cash game, which went three ways to the flop in a raised pot. Yeah, is smaller in value than the turn bet we saw go in in a five five cash game in the last podcast we did. <laughs> That's how small his turn bet. Immediately, is. it was like a four bet, right? It was a three bet, just a three bet. Yeah, two fifty five, seven fifteen, twelve seventy. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah, those were pounds, right? Yeah, those were pounds. Um, okay, but so it's a three bet versus not, but still, it is shocking. You're I right. mean, that's a five five game. This is yeah. a four hundred eight hundred <laughs> game. <laughs> it's hard to argue that point. Wow, yeah. that is really it's a, it's like a hundred and thirty five times bigger. All right. Uh, the blinds are, yeah. So before we just call this a mistake, which I kind of feel like we're doing, and I think that's probably okay to do, but before we really do that, let's try to get... Should we even do this? It's probably dangerous for our minds. Let's try to get inside the mind of Phil Hellmuth sure, and discover what is his intent with this bet. Why does he think this is the right bet? I mean, I think it goes to what I already talked about, which is he just thinks no one has a whole lot of anything. But when the heart comes to, he just wants to try and build a pot. He feels like it's ridiculous to check check again with a hand this strong. So he's got to bet something, but he's trying to get called by Freddie Deeb's two sevens. And he thinks he's just going to fold it all out if he bets. That's all I can come up with. I mean, yeah, you have to be pretty sure about your laser read that Freddie Deeb has two sevens. I mean, you can call it two sixes or two fives or two sure, fours. Sure, you have to be sure of your laser read that that's what the type of hand Freddie Deeb has. Yeah, of course. Well, forget about laser read. That's, the, that's what we're targeting to call us. Right. Those kinds of hands. Like, yeah. like weak, showdownable hands. Maybe we're ace highs sometimes. Some even. really good ace highs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what good ace high is really going to call. Ace 10. I mean, it's 1,500 to 10-1, maybe. Probably why, why would it call? Yeah, like, might as well just Phil fold. probably has ace king or better. So if those hands are going to fold with the same frequency, Jack. why don't we just bet five k? Like, I mean, let's at least bet thirty five hundred fourth. Like, bet four thousand. You want to look weak? Bet four thousand. That looks weak. Yeah, that looks weak to these guys. But Phil somehow bets fifteen hundred. Here's the crazy thing. Kind of works. <laughs> mm. It works. I don't know if I would call it working exactly. Really. Because Barry's hand is better than Phil's. <laughs> That's not my point. Okay. It does, in a way. It does work on Freddie D, but I don't know if this counts as working, actually. Let's let's find out if it counts as working. Okay, fair enough. Because Freddie Deeb now makes a confounding decision. Yeah. He he has Queen 10, of course, on this Queen 8 8 deuce 2 heart board. He raises. <laughs> yeah. He raises to 4,000. Right. Which is a tiny raise. Again, the pot was 10,100 before Phil bet. Phil could have bet 5,000. Phil could have bet 8,000, and Deeb would have called. Like, it did not work. <laughs> okay. That is true. Yeah. In that way, it's true. He induced Freddie Deeb to raise. Categorically, with a worse that hand, is true. With a worse hand. But Freddie Deeb had part of his range where he... he, um, he Freddie Deeb is raising for value, clearly. And Freddie Deeb's not going to raise those two sevens. Never. So it's not... I don't, I don't think he's going to raise two nines either. This doesn't count as working, I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I came around. With, I come around. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So Freddie Deeb makes it 4,000. This is a horrible decision. What is he doing? Okay, I think I can defend it more than when I first saw it. Okay. Here's what's going on. Including the sizing? Give me one thing at a time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull off the sizing, too. Um, so what Freddie Deeb is doing is Freddie Deeb's like, Barry doesn't have it. Barry checked twice. They both assume Barry's not a threat. Barry did a good job of that, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And Barry's got to be like, hey, look at all this money that's going in now. Yay. All these tiny, tiny bets. But okay. But at least it's money. Um when Phil, after it checks through once and Phil bets 1500 Freddie's like, Phil's got a weak hand. And I want to get value from Phil because Phil likes to call and make weird heroes. We know that. Um, 
And also, I don't mind, like, with Queen 10, it's not the end of the world to, like, this is, I'm now really, I'm way off the freaking beaten path what I'm about to say. Okay, I, cool. But I'm going, but it's like 2003, right? So, so maybe. Something like that. So Barry Greenstein's maybe thinking, in 2005, Barry Greenstein's like, it's okay to end the hand now? You mean Freddie Deeb? Yeah. Yeah, Freddie Deeb, sorry. It's okay to end the hand now, maybe? Because Why? there's a second heart. And Phil's betting, so Phil has a lot of draws. Oh, and Phil's going to fold hearts? <laughs> no. What is the about price? This? Okay. If, if, okay, assuming Barry folds, let's, for a second, just do a little bit of math, <laughs> a little fun math here, and see what percentage of Phil's range is going to fold. Okay, it's 3,500 to win. It's not 3,500. It's 2,500. 2, wow. To win 15, to win 16K, right? Yep. Phil should call with a lot of hands. <laughs> yeah. But that's good if you have got top pair, right? So it's not to end the hand then? No. Can't okay. be to end the hand. Can't be to end the hand. No. Phil, although, might fold ace-king. Phil would fold ace-king, and that's actually useful to us. So we fold that ace-king. He shouldn't fold ace-king. He's but definitely folding ace-king. He probably is, but he shouldn't. I don't know if that's true or not. He's getting six and a half to one. Yeah, you could be drawing dead with ace-king. You got no outs if the guy's got an eight, right? How likely is it that Freddie Deep has an eight? Um, it's not likely. By the way, Freddie Deep could have a full house with deuces. Yeah. That totally makes sense. But he could also have a lot of other things, obviously. I don't. Th- I, I would be shocked if Phil called with Ace-King. And I think okay. we, we could, let's not argue about whether he should, because right. that's really, really in thought, thought experiment land. Yeah. So let's not do that right okay. now. Because there's more than enough to talk about anyway with yeah. his hand. So I think what Freddie's doing is saying, uh-uh, let's at least put a normal size bet in right now, not this baby bet. Like, I'm not going to let you decide how much... How little it is when I've got top. So pair. why don't why doesn't he make it like sixty five hundred or seven thousand then? Oh, my only guess is it's it can't be to end the hand. It's got to be that he's afraid Phil's going to fold his marginal value hand instead of call with it. He's trying to get called by Phil. That's got to be what it is, right? It can't be worth it to get called a little bit more often and make it four thousand here. It's hard to argue. This is I bad. Mean, it's it, a bad race. I mean, I. It's hard to argue. Justifying a normal sized raise would be hard. Like I think raising is bad just in general here as but, Freddie. But there is the, the the thing of like uh uh-uh, uh you don't get to like basically min bet here and decide right. how much money goes in right. But now. that's the only thing. Yeah, that's I agree. The, that's it. So if, we're, if Phil bet a normal amount, raising would be absurd. As we're Freddy. at least lukewarm on raising, right? Yes, correct. And then beyond that, we choose this size. It's bad. It's just bad. I would never. I would not choose this size if it was me. Freddie's basically doing the thing where he's. Basing his race size on Phil's bet size instead of the pot, right? That's what's going on, which is just a mistake. Yeah, it's just a big mistake. Yeah. All right, so he does it. It happened. And Barry is happy that there is a bet and a raise. He probably wishes they were bigger. Yeah. Although once a raise goes in, it's a little scary. Now we don't know. Yeah. We've got Freddie could have things. So what should we do if we're Barry here? I think it's very clear what we should do. Okay, what's that? This is a clear call. All right, why? Because what else are we doing here? How how else are we going to get value as Barry, except to call. We are beat sometimes. We have a 10 kicker. Freddie absolutely can have deuces full. Yeah. Um, I guess once in a blue moon, Phil can have queens full. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Uh, maybe uh, Freddie can also have a better, yeah, can have a better eight than we can. Phil's yeah. unlikely to, but we don't know. We don't really know. Anyone can have us beat. Um, by, I'm actually wondering if I'm wrong as I'm saying all this. Not about what I just said, but about maybe there is value in raising too. But we'll come back to that. Okay. Okay. The value of calling is when we're beat, we don't put in all of our stack. True. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Every hand that's better than ours is not going to fold if we raise. Correct. We only have 58,000. They're not going to fold. They're not going to love it if they've got, you know, jack eight, but they're calling. Yeah. Um, So... 
some hands that are worse than ours can call. Like if someone somehow has a worse eight, if Freddie Deep has seven eight, we actually can get value out of out of worse eights. Yeah, there's some value in in that by raising, but. A lot of time, if we raise and they both have queens like they do, we may just blow them off the hand, and now we've got no extra value for it. So I, I agree. feel like this is mostly a call. It's hard to get value from it. The thing that Barry does decide to raise, he makes it fifteen thousand, and at least he chooses a size that isn't ridiculous. It's like, yeah, commensurate with the pot. Yeah, good job, Barry. But the thing that sucks about this raise is that it is a. It's really hard to get called by a worse hand. We're getting. We're not there, but we're getting close to game theory disaster. Yeah. There are worse. There are a few worse eights that can exist in the world. Right. Six, eight, and seven, eight mostly. Yeah. Maybe five, eight suited. Maybe. And it has to be Freddie only with those hands. I don't know. Maybe Phil can have those hands. He maybe maybe. Um, but it's less likely because he was under the gun. Right. So. I mean, so so there's some value there to be had, but then the reverse implied odds feel very very strong here. Right. Because that's also the case eight. Uh, and of the case eights that are in the hand, most of them have you beat. Let's pretend we're Barry for a second, and we're trying to actually range Freddie Deeb when he makes it four thousand. Okay, what's in Freddie Deeb's range? I wouldn't put him on a queen. No, I would put him on deuces. I put him on eights. I put him on hearts. Sometimes hearts, I guess. Hearts are reasonable. Yeah, especially with the fifteen hundred bet here. I mean, you could decide to call, but you're like, why not just take it? Like. And if he calls, I can bomb the river, yeah, whether I, I get guess. there or not. It's not it's not unreasonable to raise hearts when it checks through and then Barry checks and Phil bets tiny. Um it's okay to call too. But. I think the value of raising here as Freddie is mostly char or not Freddie, as as Barry is mostly charging draws. But the only draw is hearts, right? Yeah. That's it. The board's paired. Are they even gonna call if we raise? Well, maybe we're okay with them folding if we raise. If we're okay with them folding if we raise, we probably should have just bet the turn then. Yeah. Like, we could... Imagine this. Let's play it a totally different world for a second. On the flop, Barry bets. No. Barry bets 5,500 on the flop or 6,000 on the flop. Okay. Both players call. All right. On the turn, Barry bets. So now, they're, instead of there being 10,500 in the pot, there's something more like 29,000 in the pot. Phil's going to call. Yeah. Barry's going to bet 16,000 or 17,000. Phil's going to call. Maybe Barry's going to bet 20000 Phil's going to call no matter if Freddie's going to fold. Um, the river's going to come. If it's a heart, Phil gets to win sometimes, unless it's the ten of hearts. Or a queen. Um, if it's a queen, Phil gets to win. Everything else, Barry gets to move in and often get called by Phil. Maybe not always, but often. Yeah. That is way better than what's happening here. Yeah. But, of course, this is a spot where both players have top pair and Phil turns the second right. out flush draw, too. So, so there's that. All right. I think it's hard to I think this raise is bad. I think your initial thought is correct that this raise is bad because of the game theory disaster, or at least the precipice of the game theory disaster. We're close to it. Here's the one good thing about this raise. As Barry, if anyone re-raises, we can throw our hand away instantly. Instantly. We have to. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, like, if Freddie has deuces full, calling his 4,000 chip bet or making it... What did he make it? 15,000. 15K. Financially, this doesn't change anything for us, right? Like, I mean... If Freddie re-raises, we get to fold. Yeah. Right? Versus if we um, if we call here, Freddie's going to bet probably more than 11000 on the river anyway. Probably. Right? And, uh, and we're going to call that. So yeah. financially, it's the same. So if we can get value out of worse eights or... Um, well, but you're assuming that we're always getting raised by hands like that. They deuces could, full? They could just flat. Deuces full could flat, but they may decide to raise. But you're right. They could flat, and then we're in trouble again. Yeah. But the plan would have to be... 
from Barry's point of view, if we raise, we have to raise fold this hand, don't we? I think so. Because what in the world? We're the guy who has the big hand the most often out of anyone. So if someone like finds it, I don't know if Barry would raise fold though. I mean, he I don't know got either. it in. He called Tom Dwan with his aces in that spot where he should or not called Tom. He Dwan. folded. He folded, but he called. He made one call in the hand that was horrible, right? It was he, like, on the flop. It's because yeah. Dwan raised Eastgate, flatted everything. Yeah, and then Barry called. Which the thing is this: Barry's allowed to call there, but then he can't fold to Tom Dwan's bet on the turn. Yeah, because Eastgate's the guy who on, is the only guy who's guaranteed to have it. Right. Like if you're, it's okay to call that, but then you have to call the turn. Yeah. When Dwan continues, because um, you think Dwan doesn't have to have you. Yeah. Um, but so he either has to fold the flop. Or I used to call call most of the time anyway. Yeah. But I guess that Dwan gave him a new data point too, which is like, look, I'm betting again. Right. But anyway, that's in whatever. the future from now because that's right. later season of high school. That's before program. Tom Dwan. This is before Tom Dwan existed. He was, uh, he was nascent. He was nary a twinkle in his pappy's eye. Righto. Thank you. Righto. All right. So Barry raises. I think it is approaching game three disaster land though. It, I, when I first saw this, I was like, I don't know what anyone's doing on the turn. Phil's betting way too small. Freddie shouldn't be raising. Barry shouldn't be raising. Um, now, so what should Barry's line be? Freddie raises, Barry calls. Should Fre- should Barry bet a lot of rivers here, non-heart rivers, just dunk yes. out to get value out of whatever whatever Freddie has? And if Freddie raises, because once, once Barry calls, it shuts everything down if Freddie's exactly. like making some sort of move or anyway. Because right? now Barry's got to have a good hand. Yeah. I mean, I guess Barry could have hearts, but either he gets there or he doesn't, and there's no value to be gotten yeah. out from Freddie, and Freddie's going to check back a lot. No, I, th- I think that's the move. And the thing is, here's my main reason why I think this is a bad race. Go. Phil does call the raise, but that's because he has king-queen of hearts, specifically. Yes. He, yes. Like, Barry has to get lucky enough that Phil has that strong of a draw with his top pair. Yeah. Or else, if Phil had king-queen of spades here, he's out. He's folding. Barry is repping a stronger hand than he even has. Yeah. Which you is crazy. You usually want to do that with a value hand. You don't usually want to. I feel like it's possible that Barry actually has a good enough read on everyone that he knows he's almost always ahead based on the action. But that's not good enough because everyone's going to fold except Phil happens to have the second nut flush draw. Right. He's lucky that Phil picked up the flush draw. Right. Or else Phil would have folded instantly. Phil definitely would have folded. And then Freddie Deep would have folded. Yeah. And that would have been that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a problem. It's a bad race. Yeah, okay. But Phil does call, and I think he has to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of sucks. You could be drawing close to dead. You could be drawing just, oh, yeah, except for a queen. Actually, you could be drawing completely dead, but that's very unlikely. Against so. quads, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, we might have two outs here. Right. So that's not good. But at the same point, actually, no. Phil really could really could strongly consider folding this. He could because the board's it. paired. The board's paired, and it went bet, raise, raise. It isn't like it went bet, raise. Right. Barry puts in a, th- a three bet here, a cold yeah. three bet right. on the turn. You don't ever see that. Yeah, Phil could consider folding. He really could because, like, even if you hit a heart... And your opponent only had trips. You don't know what trips he had. That could also make your opponent a full house. There's some serious reverse implied odds here. Is it possible that Phil knows because he bets so incredibly tiny on the turn that maybe knows is the wrong word, but he suspects that he's inducing some of this behavior, which he is, right? He induces the raise from Freddie. It's so hard for Barry to be messing around, though. So hard. I know. I know. So hard. Barry probably shouldn't be raising anyway with his, with his actual hand, and it's good. Right. So, yeah. So hard. Barry should be in like defensive mode right now. Yeah. I think sure. it's reasonable for Phil to call, but I think he could consider folding. Yeah. Okay. But he does call. It's it is definitely reasonable. And then Freddie takes some time with his Queen Ten no draw hand for no freaking reason at all, just because he's an annoying man. 
Is I that... will give Sean Shikan Shikan yeah. Shikan some some credit here. He says, "Come on, Freddie, stop wasting our time. We all know you're folding right. something like that." I mean, it's like the one time Sean Shikan was likable for half a second. Yeah, it's like thank you, Sean. Yeah. Someone said something. Everyone's right. thinking it. Thank like, you for saying it. Yeah, we get it. You don't have a hand that you're continuing, Freddie. Why are you? What? What's with? He's like acting like a sad puppy. Freddie then shows like someone on his left or right one of his cards, which, by the way, if you're sitting in Phil or Barry's seat, you know has to be a queen, right? Right. What else would he ever show? Yeah, of course. He'd never show an eight because he would never fold an eight. Right. So, like, come on. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Phil calls. The pot got big now because of Barry's raise. Yeah. At least Barry made a reasonable sized raise. Yeah. Which I said, which is nice. 45,600 in the pot. Barry's got less than a pot size bet. He does. He does. He has like 38, 40,000 left. Yeah. The river is another eight. So, this is one of the good things about Barry raising, actually, is he set himself up get to get quads. it all in. You can get the quads. I didn't. That's another good thing. But you can, you can ship the river. Yes. That's nice. Yes. Um, it is the eight of diamonds. And Freddie Deeb says, I would have made quads, which is absurd to say. Absurd to say, but even if. It seems clear that nobody believes you would fold an eight. You shouldn't say that. No, I mean, Phil Hellmuth's in the hand. Phil Hellmuth has got top full house. And Freddie doesn't say it like with a blast. He's laughing. He sort of says, he's joking, of course, but he says, like, I would have made four eights. Yeah. And he just sort of says it like that. And it's not completely impossible that Freddie threw away a bad eight. Yeah. We don't know for sure. Right. For Phil, that's got to, like, at least enter your mind for a second when, because Barry now bombs the river. By of the course. Way, I mean, as he has to. He well, bets 35K, which is essentially all of his money. I don't know why he didn't go all in. He yeah. should have just gone for it. Whatever. He should have. Uh, and now this is a decision for Phil. I mean, it's yeah. Not really, though, right? You have to call, don't you? No. You think you have to fold? Yes. I mean, what hands is Barry playing like this on the turn you're calling on the turn because you have the heart draw you're looking for a queen or a heart or yeah. you're giving up no i agree with you there and i think almost all rivers you have to fold yeah the eight is like the one card you have to consider calling. how is on. it how is it different than a card that's not a uh like card removal make... it means barry has many card less removal sure many okay. many less it's much harder for barry to have trip eights well, well what else obviously is... it's impossible for him to have trip eights what else you know does what he saying? have hearts himself Hearts himself, okay. We, weird, just a weird random bluff because he saw Phil bet small and Freddie do a weird small raise. Barry is capable of that. I don't know how often he's capable of I don't think he's doing it. a weird random bluff in that spot like that. You say that, but we can also see that he's got quads. I mean, what do we know? He didn't really do that very much, though, did he? No. Okay. No, he did not. All right, fair enough. He C-bet all the time. We know that. Mm. That's his thing. Yeah. 100% C-bet. I mean, the only thing you can come up with is hearts, and we block that clearly. And we, block, we do. We block the most likely heart that he would raise, the queen of hearts. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I don't think he would turn deuces full into a bluff here on the river. I assume he would check that, right? Because he has yeah. showdown value and Phil can have hearts yeah. himself. Um, so, I mean, look, it's a polarized spot for sure. We have, as I like to... It's not the best bluff catcher, but it's nearly the best bluff catcher we can have, right? I actually... As far as distribution, yes, but as far as in practice being a bluff catcher, it's one of the worst bluff catchers we can have. Because we block all the Because we things. block the things we want Barry to have. Yeah. Um, meaning I think hearts. That's actually, yeah, that's I think a that's, fair point. And I think that's actually more important than distribution when considering bluff catchers. Well, we have to consider both. Right, of course. That's a really fair point. Um, I mean, mainly what we're blocking is two hearts, right? I mean, that's what we're yeah. blocking that matters. Yeah. But having two in our hand is not great. Barry did call, though, from the big blind. Yeah. So he's the guy who can have any two hearts, as opposed to like Freddie Deeb, where we are much more likely to block Freddie Deeb's I don't think Barry's calling with very bad hearts in this era. I don't think he has like nine three of hearts here. I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. I'm pretty sure he does. I mean, he called 10-8 off. He might, he's going to call a lot of heart combos anyway. How about yeah. that? Maybe not all. 
But then, like, he he's has calling to, nine six of hearts. He has to both play them on the turn and the river like this. Yes, he a hundred percent plays an eight on the river like this. We know that. Yes, if he played an eight like this on the turn, he's going to play an eight like this in the river. Yeah, that's agreed. not true of hearts. Agreed as well. Agreed as well. He's may give up with some of his hard combos, but he doesn't need to continue with too many of them for this to be a reasonable call, right? He's just to continue sometimes. Do we really think he's going to play hearts like this, though? I don't know. I mean, I would guess he's probably just going to donk hearts. Not even donk, just bet hearts on the turn, right? Yeah, just bet that's, hearts on the turn. and that's, like That's what I would do. And I think he's just going to call with hearts on the turn when D braises. Most of the time, he's just going to call. That's true. That's true. There might be no hearts the way he played it. Yeah. I think if there's a heart in his range that he's going to raise like 30% of the time, it's the queen of hearts, queen X of hearts where he has top pair with the hearts, I think that would be a bad play. But I think it's a lot more likely than any other heart combo. Yeah. It's not crazy. I mean, jack 10 of hearts. That's one. Where he's got straight draw and flush draw. Maybe that, yeah. It's not completely impossible for him to go for a check raise on the turn with that hand exactly once in a while. But then a raise already happened. He might decide just to call. He might, but because everything's so super tiny, he may just think like, eh, everyone's so weak. But we would have to raise fold that hand, which seems horrible. Oh, yeah, we'd have to raise fold that hand. It does seem horrible, but at the same point, if someone is moving in on us, they have us, like, we're probably drawing dead anyway. So what do we care? Well, maybe not drawing. No, yeah, we'd be drawing dead. So what do we care? It's not so horrible. We'd have one out. What out is that? It's a deuce of hearts on the track. Oh, it's a deuce of hearts. But there's an eight of hearts also. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, the queen of hearts is in Phil's hand. Never mind. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So So we'd be drawing dead. So it's fine to raise fold there. With the jack down of hearts. All right. All of this to say, at least from my perspective, I don't feel like Barry shows up with hearts very often. I mean, I certainly agree. He doesn't show up very often. The question is, how often does he have quad eights versus how often does he have hearts? I'm not sure how we figure that out. I will agree with you that this is not a line I'd expect hearts to take almost ever. Right. It's not a line I'd expect trip eights to take very often either, though, in truth. I don't know. Barry might be a guy who's raising trip eights like that on the turn a lot. Check the turn after checks through and then check raise. I don't know. It seems three bet. That's a very weird line to take. This is just a strange line for for trip eights period, isn't it? I mean, it is a strange. Let's acknowledge that it's a strange line. It's all come together. But we know for sure as Phil that Barry doesn't have a queen, right? We're not chopping the way Barry played the hand. It seems it would be shocking for Barry to show up with a queen here. Barry's got Barry's got quads, or we've got him, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. And I think he has quads more often than than he's than we've got him. That's okay though. We're getting a way better price than that. That's I think it's like a lot more often. How often? 4.2 4.2 times as much. <laughs> I mean, this is the question, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's two to one, it's pro- it's fine. He's Barry's got Barry bets less than the pot on the river. I don't think it is two to one. I don't know if it is, but this is this is where the decision ultimately lies, right? Right. It doesn't have to be a coin flip. He's allowed to have quads about seventy percent of the time, and we're still fine. That's the thing that's important here. The yeah. question is, does he ever not have quads, right? right? Essentially, or does he ever? When I say ever, of course, it's like does he only does he have quads ninety five percent of the time, or is it more like? 60% of the time, this is, this is the key question of this hand. Yeah, it based is. on the line that's been taken. I don't know how we figure that out based on 2003 Barry Greenstein. Right. And I think and it company. is a tough spot as Phil. I don't think it's like a snap fold, but I feel, I feel pretty comfortable folding in a spot like this, I think. So if you had two black aces, you'd make the call because you figure you don't block any hearts? It helps. And, and also, it's yeah. just a game theory thing, higher in the distribution. It's the highest in the distribution even, right? As good as, actually, that's not true. We can have queens full. Yeah, second but highest. Forgetting about that for yeah. a second. Like queens full, of course, is going to call instantly. Yeah, 
there's nothing to think about, right? Right. Ace is full. I think aces has to call too for that for that very reason, especially when we don't block hearts. Yeah, if two black aces is a really good bluff catcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry really can't show up with two kings here, right? No. It just seems so unlikely. It really does. He's going to three bet that so often, especially when he's kind of short pre. And he's usually, and he's not going to three bet that on the turn. He's also going to bet out on the turn almost always when it checks yeah. through. Yeah, it's just really hard for him to have an overpair. Okay. I don't know. It is, it's not an easy spot for Phil. It's a crappy spot. It sucks. It's a strangely played hand all around. Phil ends up calling. Yeah, I don't hate that. You do. I don't hate it. I just think it's probably not the best decision. I, I'm i not sure. I'm legit not sure. I mean, we can't beat what Barry's repping. Yeah. We know that. And Phil knows that, too. Phil doesn't call instantly, right? He thinks for a little bit. So we just have to pray that he's got some crazy in him. Yep. And I don't know how much crazy he has in him in this spot. I just don't know. It's hard to know. The turn action is so weird because of yeah. the sizing. The sizing clouds everything. If Phil had bet a normal amount on the flop, sorry, on the turn, well, Freddie wouldn't have raised. Freddie would have called, right, most of the time. Yeah, but Phil if Phil bets 6,000, Freddie, Freddie calls. calls and, and Barry makes it 22, it's a different spot. We're still going to call as Phil. Probably. And then we're probably going to have to call the river as Phil. We're, we're going to be getting a better price on the river. We're getting a better price. Um, it's, e- it's cheaper. Everything about it is, is different, right? The price is better. It costs us less money because we've already put in 7000 more. Yeah. So it's 7000 less it costs us on the river. Although maybe Barry goes all in, so it costs us about the same, actually. Um, but Barry's hand is, is significantly less defined. Yeah. And he can absolutely have hearts more often now when right. it's just a two-bet instead of a three-bet. The three-bet, but the tiny sizes makes the three-bet questionable. Is it really a three-bet? Yeah, right? it's weird. It's all That's very weird. That's the thing. If Phil bets regular, if Phil bets regular and somehow Freddie were to raise anyway, which I don't think he would have. But let's say Freddie did. Freddie's like, yeah, Phil would have bet a queen. He makes it 10000 And now Barry makes it 22000 Okay, that feels super strong, right? Yeah. And now we probably have to fold this Phil. Fold our king-queen suitor right there. Yep. I think uh, the main thing that I got from this hand is that Freddie Deeb's an annoying man. I mean, let me let me say one other thing. Okay. We can't call on the turn just to hit a heart or a queen. We don't. We're not getting the right odds. I suppose that's true. So we can't do it just for that. If we're doing well, it just we, for that, we, we considered fold. folding the turn. Remember, we considered that. Cool, but we I'm saying if we're going to call, we can't call with the notion of like, well, I'm folding every non-heart, non-queen. But we river. can't just call with the notion that we're always calling the river, right? But so sometimes we have to call with this hand, is what I'm saying. I guess so. It's just a crappy spot. It's a crappy spot. It's a crappy spot. And uh, you know, I don't think Phil necessarily messed anything up too bad in this hand. I think the sizing on the turn was probably a big mistake. But yeah. I mean, other, other than that, we've seen him do way worse stuff. <laughs> it's actually interesting how it worked out where everyone except for Phil, and Phil probably is just going to end up getting it all in with Barry almost no matter how he plays it, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the weirdest way to get it all in, sort of, but whatever. Um, like, everyone, like, Freddie probably lost about the least he could ever lose on this hand since he decided to play it in the first place. Barry actually doesn't get the full double, even though he probably should have. Yeah. It's weird that he chooses not to. So I guess in some ways we could say Phil lost... Almost the minimum here, right? Like once he's going to raise and folding, Barry's always going to call. Folding the turn would be losing the minimum. That would be losing the minimum. Yeah. If he had bet a normal amount, maybe he finds a way to fold the turn, actually. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Maybe. Maybe not, though. Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? I don't know anymore. Anyway, Phil loses again on the breakdown. <laughs> That's right. It just right. keeps happening. Oh, We Philly, did that Philly, hand Philly, with Philly. Antonio where he bluffed Antonio off jacks and he won. Remember that? That's right. It was exciting times. Does he ever have the best hand? I don't know. Uh, we're. I think we're going to do a hand in the nearish future where he folds the best. He gets bluffed on the river and folds. Cool. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. 
So he'll have the best hand at least. Get, get excited for that, people. <laughs> Poor Philly. Philly never gets it right on the breakdown. Man, he's like one for 16 or something. Yeah. We just pick on him a little, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, he acts the way he acts. Yeah. So that's how that happens. Yeah. And I believe we're done. Okay. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.